Welcome to WP Tonic Roundtable Podcast, where a panel of leading WordPress junkies discusses the latest WordPress and internet stories of the week. Now, on with the show with your moderator, Jonathan Denwood. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Show. This is episode 466. Got a great guest I've been looking forward to interviewing, and that's Liz Marville. Um, she's a Facebook expert, and we'll be delving in the whole world of Facebook, how to use it um, to pre-launch your product or service. If you've got a client that's asking advice, um, maybe to help you give some basic insights for that client so you don't look like, like all that stupid um liz um could you quickly introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers sure so i am liz melville i'm a scottish lass working in scotland and i work with online course creators just to help them ditch all the drama that surrounds facebook ads and simplify it and teach them my signature strategies so that they can have their best launches ever Oh, that's great. And I've got my great co-host, Adrian. Would you like to um, introduce yourself to the new listeners and viewers? Hi, everyone. My name is Adrian. I'm the CEO and founder of Groundhog, and we produce and sell marketing automation plugins for WordPress. Oh, that's great. And before going into the main part of the show, I'd like to talk about a couple of our sponsors. Our main sponsor is Kinster. They've been with us for the past two years. They've decided to sponsor the show for the whole of 220. Um what is Kinster? Kinster is the premier WordPress hosting company in my mind. They've been hosting the WP Tonic website for over two years. I've been totally happy with their hosting. And what they offer to you and your clients is basically um, they use the power of Google Cloud. Then they've got their own interface. You get all the technology that you need, staging site, latest version of PHP. But the biggest thing is you get some of the, some, no, that's not the right word. You get the best support offered by any hosting company specializing in WordPress at the present moment. You don't have to be accelerated up the um, technical support chain. If you've got a question, it gets answers and it gets dealt with. It is fantastic so if that sounds great go over to kinster for yourself or for your clients buy one of their packages but really also tell them that you heard about kinster on the wp tonic show our secondary sponsor is launch flow so basically if you've got a woocommerce website for yourself or you're handling one for a client and you want to put it on steroids and you want to use a modern modern page builder like Elementor, um, LaunchFlows is the product for you and your clients. Go over there, have a look at this amazing product, buy it, and also tell them that you heard the, the, about their product on the WP Tonic show. So, Liz, the world of Facebook. So I thought we'd start off with is um, basically how did you get into the world of Facebook um, and become such a diva of the Facebook pixel. <laughs> I've never been called a diva before, so that's a new one. Thanks, Jonathan. <laughs> so I I kind of fell into Facebook marketing um, head first. So back in 2009, I was in a proper job. Somebody actually employed me to do a job and I was taking redundancy and I, I still wanted to keep working. So while I was in my corporate job, 
I actually had a little kind of sideline, a little hobby business. And I was using Facebook just to tell people what I was up to, which was actually creating personalized chocolate bars for wedding favors. It was my idea. Heaven, my house was full of Belgian chocolate. It was incredible. But anyway, I was telling friends. And of course, it was at a time when a lot of my friends were getting married and they were telling their friends and I was getting business out of this. And I thought, this is quite amazing. I'm just chatting on social media and I'm getting money out of it. Um, so when it came time for me to leave corporate, I, I still wanted a job. And at that point, an opportunity presented itself to learn more about social media marketing and Facebook in particular. So that's what got me started. And I, I began, I would have, you know, I would have advised you on Twitter and LinkedIn and all the social media platforms, but very quickly realized that it's important to, to niche down. And Facebook was definitely my first love. That's what I stuck with and really just decided to specialize in Facebook um, and that's it in Facebook advertising specifically. And now that's very much what I specialize oh, fantastic. in. Over to you, Adrian. Awesome. So I think uh, one of the things that course creators often have trouble with is designing a way to engage people who have no idea who they are, what they do, or, uh, you know, they, they just upload their course to a brand new website domain with zero authority. And they, they've spent, spent a lot of time creating this course, but they have a hard time getting enrollments, getting people interested. Uh, and we were talking a little bit before the call, there's kind of like two levels of audience. There's completely like cold traffic and then there's like lukewarm to warm traffic. People who mm-hmm. may have heard of you, who may have an idea what you're doing about. Uh, and then there's the cold traffic, which is generally if you're a brand new course creator, you have to start marketing too. Now, I'm, I'm so curious about what strategies you employ and, and what a course creator would be able to do in order to reach out to cold traffic in an effective way and actually get some sort of return on their investment in Facebook ads? Yeah, it's a great question, Adrian. And it's something that I very much focus on with everyone I work with, because I come from the point of view that Facebook advertising is social advertising. And I want, you know, I want to highlight that word social. So we're not talking about talking to complete strangers. We're talking about how can you actually interact and create connection using your Facebook ads that it becomes like a conversation. And it's almost thinking about, well, if I was going to walk up to a stranger in the street, what would I say to them? Would I, would I walk up and say, do you want to buy my course? You haven't a clue who I am. You've never met me before. I could be anybody. I could be the dodgiest character on the planet. You, until you get to know me, you're probably not going to buy from me. So I think this is where Facebook ads should be used to warm up that audience exactly you know, as you described, so that you turn them from being cold and, and having no clue who you are to building that connection and using ads to do that before you present the offer to them. So you put all that effort into to building your course. You want it to sell and you're more likely to sell it to someone who knows, likes and trusts you than a complete stranger. So that for me is a key strategy is how do you move people from first contact with you to become a warmer audience and then put your course launch offer to them? I think that's the step that most people miss is they think that, you know, uh, we 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 learn growing up, build it and they will come. And that's kind of just like not the reality of the situation at all, right? No. You have to sort of build a level of trust. But how do you how do you actually go about doing that? And because you can't you can't expect to do that during your course. You have to do that before the enrollment. So so what kind of strategies exist that you employ to do that? 
You, you do. And I think, you know, this is where is a step that a lot of people miss out because they go from, I've got this thing to sell. I just want to chuck out an ad in front of anyone who look at it um, to try and sell it and forget about actually there are human beings behind that. And they want to be loved and they want to be nurtured and they want to be inspired and they want to be heard. And I think you can use your Facebook ads to do that, even with complete strangers. So it's thinking about what content, what what have I got that I can promote to get it in front of people who have never heard of me in a way that they're going to take notice um, and that can be very short content. It can be, you know, very short video talking about a con- some kind of topic that's going to inspire people, that's going to disrupt their thinking, that's going to stand out and make them go, oh, take notice, I want to know more. And then follow that up with more, you know, putting more in front of them that they start to get to know you much better. Now, that doesn't have to be complicated. It really can be quite simple. And if you're doing something like you are, you know, running a regular podcast. It's just about putting that out there and taking it to strangers, uh, but making sure that the topics that you put in front of them align to what it is you're eventually selling. Uh, I think uh, we we had someone on the call uh, last year who essentially said pretty much the same thing. It's all about having that content that is easily consumable uh, that doesn't require any sort of opt-in or or exchange of information or exchange of uh, monetary investment, but just having something available for someone to look at and then promoting that maybe like a blog post, podcast, or mm-hmm. or video. And I think uh, I mean I well, once upon a time I launched a Facebook ads campaign, totally missing that step uh, and wasted a lot of money doing it. So it's a very important step, Jonathan. So Liz, have you got any? Uh are there any clients that you've worked with in the past year, 18 months that come to your mind that have done this the way that you would do it if you were advising yourself? Yeah, absolutely. And and the person who totally comes to mind is um, one of my biggest clients, James Wedmore. So anyone in the online space who knows of James, he has absolutely mastered the art of this. But he takes it one step further. And I think it's, it's all very well. It's easy to say, just put content out there. Um, it's not about that. It's about remembering there's a human being, as I said earlier, on the other side of that content and actually sitting down and thinking, what do they need to hear from me that's going to help them with something that's going on in their lives? And I think you know, one famous article once said that people don't want to buy a 12-inch drill bit. They want to actually fix the They want a hole. So they, it's, it's the hole they want to drill in their wall. That's their real need. You're trying to sell them the drill bit. It's it's making sure that you talk about how they're going to to create that hole. And I think that's it. It's, it's what what is going on with them. What do they really need? It might not be what you think you want to sell. It's what they really need that's going on in their lives. And how can you talk to that? What content can you put out there that speaks to that, that really does inspire them, disrupt them, excite them, entertain them, um, or really get them thinking about something? So I think it's, it's about taking it that extra layer in thinking about what content you put out there. And it's not necessarily how-to content. So James is, a, is an absolute master, as I said, about doing this. He knows his audience in depth. Um, he knows what makes them tick. And what he will always do when he's doing a course launch is he, he starts months in advance to start to reach new people who maybe don't know about him, but to talk to them in their language about the things that matter to them that will draw them towards him and to the course that he's eventually going to put in front of them. 
Right, I think that's great. So, um, do you think the, um, because you work with a lot of course creators, do you think the fundamental problem is a lot of them approach you after they've built the course, but really they should have done a lot of pre-planning and trying to find out about their target audience before they even made their first video? Yeah, I think that's a really good point, Jonathan. It's not so much that they approach me too late. I think it's they approach their customers too late. Oh, um, that's and, a very good point. Yeah, absolutely is that I I think people need this course. It's something I know a lot about. So I will just take everything that's in my head and put it into this course. And then I'll go out and find somebody who might want to buy it. And I think that's completely the wrong way around. I think you should be going and looking for that market who's eager, that has a problem that they need solving, and then saying, right, well, how can I build the product to fit that need and to solve that issue? And that will give you a much better chance of success. So, yeah, I, I think it's just that we quite, that's another step that's often missed is that market research and really taking the time to ask your audience questions about what's going on in their lives and how you can really help. Over to you, Adrian. Uh, so let's delve into that just a little bit more. Uh, so what strategies, because you've, you've obviously helped course creators with this, I think. Uh, what strategies do you have in order for course creators, if they're thinking about building a course and they're watching this before they built anything, where, how do they go about and perform that market research? Is there an easy strategy that you give to people in order to perform that? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, ads, ads will promote anything. So if you come to me and say, I want to promote my market research, then, you know, we'll, we'll do an ad campaign for that. But I think it's about saying, well, you know, how, how am I going to do that market research? And the first place is to start with anyone who's already in your community, anyone who you're already in touch with, who is your ideal client avatar. So asking them the questions, what are the biggest challenges they're facing? Um, what, what, would we, what would solve that for them? If they could, you know, get any training from you, what would that be that would help? And just asking those questions that they give you that feedback. But what a lot of people will then say is, well, I don't have a list and I don't have an existing social following. So where do I start? So it's then about, well, do other people have forums or groups that you're in that have people that you want to reach? Can you ask the questions in there? And if you're still drawing blanks, is there a way of putting out content, using an ad to take it to more people where you can ask the questions that way? So you can use your ads to put out something, a poll or whatever it is, to ask those questions and get the response and serve that ad to exactly the people you want to reach. Very cool. Yeah, I think, example, you know, having a really quality lead magnet, but having the proviso, when they go to the landing page and you um, push the, the free lead magnet, is that final step. They've just got to answer a few questions. And yeah. they, probably, they probably will, won't they, Liz? They, they do. I mean, I have actually myself, when I'm running webinars, quite often on the thank you page, I'll just have, well, thanks for signing up. Would you mind just answering two questions? And it literally is two questions. And that's usually what business are you in? And what's your biggest challenge in running Facebook ads? Uh, and that means that I've had hundreds of feedback just from one webinar that tells me exactly what my audience is facing and challenging. And I can then adapt my training to exactly what they said they needed. That's, that's gold for me, but it's so simple to do, but it's something very few do. Right. So um, when it comes to a, a, a cold audience, audience that you have identified through joining other Facebook groups, you have done some research. 
and you think you are answering questions, but you haven't got a large social media presence. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the um, campaigns that come to your mind that have been aimed at a pretty cold audience that have got some success? Um, I think it's just, there's kind of two two arms to that. I think there's creating something that is the, the ad itself. What what is that? What does that look like? What are you going to ask? Um, and how are you going to present that question to people? Is it an image? What is it? Is that a video where you're going to speak to them? What's going to be most compelling to them to want to react to it? And can, I, uh, about- can I be a bit more specific, actually, mm. for you? Do you think offering a really good lead magnet or maybe a very small free course are very are pretty good ideas when you're aimed at a semi-cold audience? Do you mean for actually doing market research about who that audience is and what they need, Jonathan, or that you're actually you're past that, you know who they are and you want to offer them? I would say the second, really. Okay, right. I think in that case... Again, it depends on your strategy. So lead magnets are great when you know exactly who you want to target because the clue is in the name. They're a lead, a magnet to get leads that is going to lead through to you presenting an offer to them. So you want to get the right people in. And a good lead magnet is only going to work when you do understand your ideal client and you do know the challenges that they face and you put that in the lead magnet. You give them one step that's going to take them further to solving their problems and the rest of the solution is in your course. So the lead magnet can be very powerful in you know filtering out, getting the right people, getting them to raise their hands as interested in what you've got and then you know drawing them through to your offer. So I, I think lead magnets are great. But again, a lot of people will use, you know, create PDFs and all these things and put them out and then they still don't convert to a sale because you've then got to move them from having said, yeah, I'm interested in your free stuff. You've still got to get them interested in your paid stuff. Um, And so quite often you might not want to do a lead magnet. You might want to offer a free experience that is doing two things. It is warming people up, Mm. letting them get to know you (coughs) and gathering leads at the same time. So things like webinars, free experiences, challenges, and video series, all these kind of things that typically launches will use are great ways of collecting leads, but also getting that extra vital engagement as well. I, uh, if I can jump in and uh, I want to build on top of that. So, um, uh, Chris from Lifter LMS, who often comes on the panel show, big LMS provider for the WordPress community, and he taught me a strategy called the the free course lead magnet, and uh, that is an ex- exactly an example of that strategy you just mentioned. Something that take, does both actions; it both warms them up, builds trust, and then ends up with some sort of co- uh, conversion strategy to upgrade them to paid. Uh, so for the one that we implemented was we, we were a software company. So our free course lead magnet is basically just training on how to use the free portion of the software uh, and then builds up to implementing uh, some of our premium stuff, which then pushes them to a paid, mm-hmm. uh, a paid subscription. So if anybody is curious about what an example of that looks like, a free course lead magnet, short, under an hour, uh, explaining again how to solve like one step one of their initial problem and then building up on here is the paid thing that's going to help you solve steps two, three, four, and five. Yeah, and absolutely. I mean, then that's a brilliant way to do it. And um, but I, I think what a lot of people do is almost well, it's easier to almost hide behind if we'll just create a PDF and I'll just promote that and I don't actually have to show up 
as me and talk to people, God forbid. It's, it's kind of, I'll just put that out and that'll get the leads in for me. Now that will convert to sale, but you're going to have to have a damn good email sequence nurturing people after that, that allows them to get to know you through email and they even, you know, even to get them to click on open up that email is no mean feat. So I think, you know, yes, is a place for lead magnets, but I think you need to use them very strategically and quite often actually giving them a free experience of you is a much more powerful way to get your leads in. Yeah, I agree with you there. Well, we're going to wrap up the first half of the show, folks. When we come back, I'll be talking uh, with Liz about how you identify um, your target audience using in Facebook and also retargeting. We'll be back in a few moments, folks. Are you a WordPress consultant, designer, or small digital agency owner? Then you need WPTonic as your trusted white-label developer partner for your next big e-learning or WooCommerce project. WPTonic has the knowledge to help you build out custom functionality that your clients need in LearnDash, Lifter LMS, and WooCommerce. WPTonic is well-known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with a full, no-question-asked, 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Find out how WPTonic's white-label services can help your agency today. Go to wp-tonic.com's homepage and book a free consultation with Jonathan. That's wp-tonic, just like the podcast. We're coming back. We're delving in the world with the diva Facebook, Liz Mavell. Um, So, Liz, um, another factor um, is how you utilize all the tools in Facebook to identify the best audience for your product or course. Now, um, Facebook offers a lot of insights Mm -hmm. into (coughs) different audiences. Based on your experience, is this another area? I think we've covered some traps that people fall into um, in the first half. And we've given some clear advice about how to avoid that or start thinking in the right way. But then we're dealing with Facebook itself, especially if you're wanting to do this yourself, mm-hmm. um, is identifying using the metrics that Facebook offers. And they offer a lot of different metrics is to, to find the right audience. Is this the, the kind of third main um, elephant trap that people fall into. They don't understand how to use the Facebook metrics about identifying the correct audience. Yeah, I am, and I'm actually the biggest trap I see few people fall into is not so much that they don't know how to use Facebook metrics to identify the right audience, it's they don't know who their audience is, full stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think where people go wrong with Facebook ads is that they dive in there and think that Facebook is this magic bullet to go and find, it'll somehow find the perfect people and draw them in. It won't. You need to tell Facebook where to go and look for these people. And if you don't know who your ideal client is and you don't know what makes them tick and you don't know what they're interested in, then you can't possibly tap into all the targeting options that Facebook gives you. So for me, the most powerful tool is not actually in Facebook it's a blank sheet of paper and it's sitting with that and absolutely brainstorming who is my client and take, attacking that from two angles. What are their demographics? So how old they are, where they live, all that good stuff, but also their psychographics. What are they interested in? What books are they reading? What lifestyle have they got? Have they got kids? 
you know, where do they live? Um, what, what do they aspire to do? What brands do they aspire to, to wear, to, to use? Um, and who are they following on Facebook? What websites do they visit? All of that stuff. And you might think, what do I need to know all that for? That will make your targeting on Facebook so powerful because armed with all these keywords and all this research that you've done on your blank piece of paper, you can go into Facebook and use the tools to type in the keywords and see what audiences come up as targetable. And that will make your audience targeting much more powerful. And then you can use the metrics as you're running ads to see whether they really are working or not and interpret what the data is telling you. So I, I totally understand where you're coming from, but it was a little, as you would say, these truthful words, it, it was getting more, more daunting in a way. So <laughs> uh, um, how do you how do you assemble these um, these descriptions of your ideal client? Are you making educated guesses, or where do you, or are there ways of finding data that back up this? You know, that they do. Your target audience does read are the people that go to Pacific websites, or they read Pacific magazines, or all the other metrics you were pointing out. Yeah. I mean, you can, and it's, it's interesting that you say, you know, that all starts to sound really daunting. And it's amazing how people are daunted by just sitting with a blank piece of paper and actually having to think about who their ideal client is. Uh, and and it, it does, it amazes me because all we're asking really to do is to sit and think about them. Um, and if you if you know them well enough, you should have a pretty good idea and be able to fill in some of those blanks. But, you know, we have a great tool available, Google. You can actually go into Google and type in things like the the most popular books read by yoga instructors, you know, whatever your niche is, you can type that in and you'll get ideas. So, you know, replace that best book with something else and most popular websites visited by the, the niche that you're trying to go after. So you can actually use Google off of Facebook for a lot of research into your target market. It's amazing what will come up that can you can put on that blank piece of paper and then you can go in and use the tools on Facebook to further refine that in terms of what you can and can't actually target within Facebook itself. Right. Let's go, let's go I'll, I'll just give you a second, actually, Adrian. Um, let's, let's do a little game here. I know a young man that's got a, a software, <laughs> WordPress software product, and is he not too it, far from here by any chance? He's not too far <laughs> from here. He's, the, he's, a be, he's better looking than me. Uh, um, so, <laughs> Who is this uh, man? Uh, um, and he thinks his product or he's identified that his, his target audience is digital agencies. Mm-hmm. Um, I, people running um, drip campaigns for clients, right? So how would, how would you advise him if he wanted to run a, a Facebook campaign that would be targeted at digital agencies and persuading them to utilise his fantastic product. Sure. So if this hypothetical young man was to come to me, um, I'd be saying, well, you know, so you're looking for digital agencies. Where do they hang out on Facebook that we can target them? So it's thinking about their daily life. What tools are they having to use to actually do their work? So is there email software that they're perhaps um, having to use? Start to list those tools. Um, They're probably going to be interested in online advertising, for example, if it's a digital agency. Um, So is that something we want to target? People are interested in online advertising. Um, They might be interested in digital marketing. So 
can we what what would be the most popular websites for people who are interested in digital marketing start to do some of that research on google and you will start to draw up a long list of interests that you could potentially target so it really is thinking about if you were to put yourself in the shoes of that customer what are they doing on a daily basis what problems do they have and where are they looking for the solution so yeah what tools are they using what websites are they seeking help from and um, what um, professional periodicals or magazines might they be reading really brainstorming all of that to, to kind of create a profile and then what I do is I take that and I will go into Facebook audience insights and you can start to plug in some of those ideas and it will give you more suggestions and it'll also tell you what you can and can't um, target so you can and it's amazing how you'll, you'll suddenly fill that sheet of paper so how do you make your, when you're utilising the Facebook Insight tool, how do you make your decisions about, because you've got a long list and you're starting, mm. you know, at that stage, when do you make decisions and how do you make that decisions about the ones that you really think are going to be appropriate? I think there, there's a bit of trial and error because you can draw up the list of... Oh, is that you know, when the magic, that's, is that where the well, magic comes in? It, it's not so much where the magic comes in, it's where having to run Facebook ads and see how they go comes in because you can look at a thing comes up and I might say, okay, I'm going to target an audience of online advertisers and I know there's that amount of people, you know, 2 million people in that audience. You still don't know who's going to want to react to what you've got to offer and what you've got to say. So you, there's still that element of testing it out and what they're going to react to, what your ads look like um, to get the best result. So it's a kind of looking at, well, if I've got this long list of people I want to target, who do I want to start with? Who do I feel has got the low-hanging fruit in it that have got the biggest proportion of my ideal client in them and then work your way through that? And if they don't work, you move on to the next one and you just keep doing it. So there's no exact science in that. It really does come down to you've got to test them out and see where those great audiences are and where they lie. Mm. I think we're going to wrap up the podcast part of the show, but then I'm going to let Agent talk in the uh, in the bonus content. And also I've got a couple more questions myself um i understand you're you're going to be running a free course in the near future which sounds i'm probably going to join myself so liz um, first of all how can people find out more about you secondly how do they sign up for your free course um yeah people can come and um, find out more about me i would love for them to come and listen to my own podcast it's ads that convert podcast um, and that's where i give lots of tips and strategies to run ads more simply and get them converting and um, so come and hang out with me there and if you would like to join the free training i would love for you to do that it's on february the 12th and it is really showing you the three ads the three most important ads that online course creators need to fill their launches with more ease and without being overcomplicated or needing a list or anything like that to get you started. Right. So you'll find that that's at lizmelville.com forward slash training. And we'll make sure that's in the show notes, folks, so you'll be able to click and join. Adrian, how can people find out more about you and your company and what you're up to? So you can go to groundhog2gs.io to find out more about how our marketing automation plugin can help you, uh, if you have a course, uh, increase student engagement and a whole bunch of other 
cool stuff. So again, that's Groundhog with 2Gs.io. We also have our Lead Magnet mini course, which we kind of talked about today, which you can sign up for free and get a funnel launched to help you with the marketing for your free course. And if you really want to help the show, folks, go to the WP Tonic website and sign up for our monthly newsletter. Oh me. We, we're going to be changing the format in um, 2020. Um, our um, panelists on our roundtable show every Friday are going to be contributing to the newsletter with their own articles and insights. And it's just going to be a, a fantastic feast of WordPress and dealing with online marketing and um, course promotion as well. We'll see you next week where we have another fantastic guest uh, giving the insight how to make you a better marketer or a better course creator. We'll see you soon, folks. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WP Tonic Podcast, the podcast that gives you a dose of WordPress medicine twice a week.